Hey sister, I'm so excited to talk to you today. I know this is kind of a topic that's probably going to be right on point. You're probably getting invited to baby showers and you're probably getting invited to Christmas parties and um, just like all kinds of friend and family gatherings around this holiday season. And there's bound to be a pregnant person in the room that you know, that you love, but it's really just hard for you to be around that person um, because of the fact that you want a baby so bad and you're praying for one and um, it's not happening for you right now. And so it's extra hard to be around them. And I connect with you 10,000%. So we're going to go into this um, this approach that I want you to try to bring you peace and calm in this season that you're um, struggling with infertility. So let's go. Hey sister, welcome to For the Love of Hormones podcast. Do you have a desire to get pregnant in God's design and be free from the pressure of going straight to IUI or IVF? Hey, I'm Becca. While I was blessed with two children, I then suffered from three miscarriages. I too felt emotionally wrecked anytime I was around a pregnant friend. I wanted to understand God's design for my body and how to care for it naturally, but I just kept telling myself that it was too complicated and I needed to be content with my circumstances until I found the answer, hormone health and tracking. In this podcast, you will find answers to all of your period, ovulation and cycle questions so that you will be able to find the path for getting pregnant in God's design. So sister, for the love of hormones, put that pregnancy test stick down and grab your Bible, matcha green tea and a journal because it's time for a come to Jesus and hormones meeting. Okay, so it's been a little bit since I've like talked about this. I know you guys hear about it in the middle of the episodes, but um, have you taken the hormone imbalance quiz? Like literally, if you want a little laugh in your day and you want to um, have uh, some humor in your life and and really kind of get to a pointer or a um, a needle pointing to like what what's going on with me, what's going on with my cycle, what's going on with my hormones, what's going on with my fertility. You need to take this quiz. It's it's fun. I made it funny because we have to make everything funny in life, especially when things are hard. Uh, it helps it helps us to cope, right? So uh, definitely go uh, down and scroll in the show notes to see um, about taking that quiz and seeing where you're at, girl. Are you low in estrogen, low in progesterone, estrogen dominant? Um, what's going on? So um, again, this is not a diagnosis, but it's just pointing the needle in the direction that you might be struggling with and giving you some ideas, which is a start. Okay, so go take that quiz if you have not taken it yet and uh, let me know what you think in the Facebook group about your results. Okay, so that would be cool. Um, Screenshot what's going on and come talk to us about it. And I would love to see what's going on with you. Okay, so let's get into this topic today. Uh, Today's episode title is Instead of Stressing About Seasonal Gatherings and Pregnant Friends, Try This Approach to Remain Calm in an Infertile Season. So first, I'm going to talk about why is it important to think about stress and the environments, the people, the situations that we're putting ourselves into from a hormonal standpoint. And then we're going to talk about what's going on spiritually uh, from that standpoint in this situation. So first, let's talk about what's going on hormone-wise whenever we have a stress response. Okay. 
let's let's journey a little bit. You're walking down the street, you see a coyote and you're babysitting your aunt's kids. Okay. Um, so what do you do? You freak out, right? Like, do you freeze? Do you run? Do you fight? Okay. So that right there, whenever you're in a stressful situation and that was actually not that random, by the way, we have had a coyote like in our neighborhood a few times in the last month and it's kind of terrifying. So I'm trying to remember to bring my taser with me, all these things. Terrifying, right? Okay. So you see the coyote, you see the bear. What happens? You get the fight, flight, or freeze response. So that response comes from a cortisol spike and cortisol is designed to protect your body. Okay. So like if you didn't have a cortisol spike when you were met with a coyote or with a bear, you'd be just like, oh, hey, how's it going? It's so good to see you. You're just adorable. Can I pet you? Oh, good gravy. No, like you have a cortisol response to protect your life, to protect whoever is around you. It's the survival instinct. So cortisol, don't hate on it. It's really, really important and you need to have it. But in our day and age, anything can shoot off a cortisol response. Like we could have a, get a text message that just rubs us the wrong way and we can have a cortisol spike that, you know what I mean? Like it kind of stresses you out. Uh, we could have, you know, you drive down your crazy interstate of whatever state you live in because it's all bad and people are crazy and you have a cortisol spike because it's stressing you out. All these crazy people on the road, you could, um, I don't know, somebody could be rude to you at the grocery store or at a coworker could be rude to you or your boss could be rude to you and you feel like the, oh man, I just, I don't like this. I don't know what to do. I want to fight back with you, but I'm also, I don't know, I'm going to just be quiet. Um, I'm going to run away. Like all those things. Okay. So start thinking through like, huh, okay. Yeah. I am having some cortisol spikes. I want you to do a little bit of reflection and think about when you are dealing with that. And in today's case, we're specifically talking about you get invited to the Christmas party. You're going over to your mom's house and your brother or sister has the baby or has the kid, your niece or nephew, which you love them to death, but it's just hard for you to be around them because you have this major desire to have the baby yourself. And it's just really hard. And you're like, what do I do? How do I handle this? So um, hormonally, what's happening, you need to think about what's happening with that cortisol, with those hormones. So I talked about, okay, here's how cortisol spikes. Now let's talk about how does that impact your reproductive hormones? So here's a very interesting fact that's really important to keep in mind with how you live your life and what you choose to do, what you don't choose to do, all of that. When you have cortisol pumping, your body shuts down what it considers non-necessary functions, all right? So if your cortisol is pumping, your body's not worried about taking a poo, all right? So like, you're not going to be like, I mean, you might like pee because you're so scared, but that doesn't have to do with the cortisol. But like your digestive system actually shuts down when your cortisol is pumping and fun fact, your reproductive system shuts down when your cortisol is pumping. All right. And so I want you to think about like if you're having cortisol spike after cortisol spike after cortisol spike and you're wondering why you're not getting pregnant, why you're not getting pregnant, why you're not getting pregnant, and you're having this constant kind of stress response, like I hate to break it to you, but it actually is legitimate. And, you know, stress does impact your hormones and it does impact your fertility. 
you know, when we look at it in that regard with cortisol. Okay. Um, so I want you to think about that and how does your body interpret being invited to this gathering or being invited to this party or event? Like, do you feel the spike? Do you feel a fight, flight, or freeze response? So next time you're invited to something, I want you to pause and, and just be like, okay, okay. Physiologically, how is my body responding to this? What is my heart doing? What's my head doing? Um, am I clenching up? Am I wanting to run away? Am I wanting to have an argument with my spouse about going to this? Like if your body is doing that, you need to know and be just simply be aware. Okay, I am having a cortisol response. This is interrupting my main goal of my reproductive hormones flowing the way that God intended them to. So I'm just aware of it. Okay. So I'm not saying like you can prevent these things all the time because we live in a stressful world and it's, it's just going to be what it can be. But if there is anything you can do to remove stress, that's like 500 other episodes. <laughs> but for this episode, how do you handle being invited and making that choice of like, do I go? If I go, how do I handle it? All right, so now you understand what's happening on a hormonal level a little bit better. So you're having the cortisol spike and it's basically shutting off your non-necessary functions, quote unquote. Like you're like, dude, it's so necessary. I wish you could tell your body that. Um, but it's shutting off your reproductive hormones and your digestive system when you're having that cortisol spike. So those are just things to be aware of. And that is the why behind um, why this is important for um, how do you handle these kinds of situations? Okay, so now that we've talked through the physiological, biological process of what's happening in this stressful situation when you get that invitation or when you go to the event and you're trying to figure out how to handle this, let's talk about the spiritual side of things. Okay, so I am going to walk you guys through uh, the Rachel moment. So I have been deep in the throes of studying for um, implementing a lot of biblical study into the fertility framework course that I'm putting together for you guys, because it's quite amazing and fascinating and extraordinarily encouraging. And we can learn so much from the women of the Bible who have gone through different infertility issues or other type of reproductive issues and just understanding the overarching theme of um, of the of what happened in Genesis 3 and the woman's curse or consequence or outcome of uh, sin and how that connected to her conception and her fertility. So anyways, I can't get into all of this in like a short episode, but I want to give you guys a little glimpse into one of the woman's moments that I've studied and I really feel like the Lord, the Holy Spirit revealed these things to me. And um and I, I'm just here to connect these dots with this moment of you guys being in this holiday season. And it's really hard being around family and babies and more often than you normally would be. Uh, maybe you're even getting invited to volunteer at the church nursery on a Christmas Eve service. Okay. So I just like want to mentally prep you. And I want you to have this Rachel moment, this heart moment with the Lord. So with that said, before I dive into the, um, the Lord's word, I am going to pray. 
So Lord Jesus, I just come before you and I thank you so much for allowing me to podcast today. Forgive me for forgetting to pray right at the beginning of the episode. And thank you for interrupting me and allowing me to just lift up this whole episode at the beginning and um, and from here out up to you, God. I'm your spokesperson. I'm here to reveal your word to the woman who is listening. And Holy Spirit, you are the one who's going to be speaking directly to her. And so you know her situation, you know her cycles, you know her history, uh, you know exactly what she's dealing with, and you know, Lord, how this one word from you can apply to 5,000 different women in a different way at the same time, because you are God and you are so amazing. So I just pray that you would speak through me, and I pray in advance over the woman listening to this, and that she would just be in a mental and emotional state to receive um, your word and to act on it in obedience, Lord. And so I pray that she would have this Rachel moment, however it looks for her, and you would open her ears and heart to to learn from this woman's story. We thank you so much, Father, for hearing us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so let's dig in. I totally encourage you guys to go and study Rachel. It's it's honestly, it's a hard, it's a really hard story to study. And for me, it was hard. Like the Lord's word is living and active and he is going to teach, teach you. He might even teach you something entirely different that I did not get or see from my study of this woman. But in my study with this woman in particular, let's just kind of dig into it. Hey sister, do you want to come hang out with a group of women seeking to get pregnant just like you? Inside my free period cycle and ovulation group, you will find a safe space to finally talk about your fertility journey and not feel alone, all while being pointed back to God on this journey. Join us now on Facebook by clicking the link below in the show notes. I would love to approve your membership into the sisterhood. Also, if you haven't taken the hormone imbalance quiz yet, check it out to see what your hormones are trying to tell you based off some questions about your period. And yes, those questions are really funny and should make you laugh. The link for the quiz is also in the show notes. So just scroll on down. Okay, so we're going to go into, this is like the range that you can look into is Genesis chapter 29 through chapter 35. And that's kind of the breadth of where Rachel is talked about the ins and outs. So overall, the the passage and the story of the whole of Rachel, it just, there's this theme that Rachel was filled with jealousy at her sister's conceptions and children. And Rachel had a few outcomes from the situation that she was in. Leah was getting pregnant and pregnant and pregnant. And Rachel, Rachel responded in this way. Okay. So she responded in three ways. She responded with an ultimatum. She was self-focused and she was discontent. So let me unpack that a little bit. All right. So she became angry at Jacob. She said, give me children or I will die. She was fed up. She gave Jacob an ultimatum. And then she just forced her hand and gave her servant to sleep with Jacob. And my question is, like, did she even give God or Jacob a chance to answer before she took matters into her own hands? So I think that's something we really want to think about is, are there any kind of ultimatums that you are, um, I don't know, talking about with your spouse of like, we can never go to that. We can never go to an event with so-and-so. It's just too hard for me. Or um, we always have to go to the event with so-and-so because 
that's the right thing to do. Like <laughs> ultimatums in general are maybe not the best thing. Okay. So I'm not saying one way or the other, go to the event. Don't go to the event. I'm not saying that, but I am saying there's a caution of Rachel's story was filled with sorrow. And one of the things that she, one of the ways that she responded was with an ultimatum. And if you study all the other women in the Bible, the woman who gave ultimatums and took matters into their own hands, things that that was just not the Lord's way. Okay. So number one, ultimatum. Number two, she was self-focused. So God did give her a child. She blessed her. He blessed her with a child. And immediately, like after she gave birth, she was like, praise the Lord. I have a son. Sorry, I don't have this one memorized. and I don't have it in front of me. But it was something along the lines of praise the Lord. I have a son or God has taken away my disgrace. May he bless me with another son. That's what she said. God has taken away my disgrace. May he bless me with another son. And so immediately, like she did give the credit to God that God gave her the child, but immediately she was like, he's taking away my disgrace. Like she was focused on herself and how difficult it was for her. And there wasn't a lot of praise and worship and glory to God in that moment. And immediately she was discontent because in the same breath, she immediately asked for another son. And I mean, I can totally see myself in Rachel's shoes and falling into these same things that Rachel did because um, we live in this fallen world and we are under this umbrella curse of conception and fertility. And like, just because we conquer one season of infertility or hardship and conception doesn't mean that we're going to not deal with another one. And so Rachel struggled with infertility for so long. She had a baby and then immediately she was like, okay, that's great, but it's not enough and I need more. And that's just like, that's just how we are as humans. We're like, okay, I got this house, um, but, and it's great, but one day we're going to get a bigger one or, okay, I got this car and it's great, but one day I'm going to get another one. Like it's, it's like the same thing. We do this all the time, every day. And Rachel did this with her fertility. And it's a warning to us. I feel that we don't want to do this, right? Like if God gives us any blessing, we take it, we praise the Lord. And, you know, we can always ask him for something else in a humble and contrite manner, but we could just tell like through the author's writing of Rachel's, um, uh, descriptions and what she said and how she acted and the things that she did, she was giving ultimatums. She was focused on herself. And she ultimately was not content with what the Lord had given her, even when he did give her a son. Okay, so a few other things I want us to think through is that Rachel's life was, it was driven by her own desires. She was overwhelmed by this jealousy, this anger and control. And ultimately, it's just a really sad story, a sad story of how this woman wrestled with her fertility. And she said many times in the battle, even with God blessing her. And it's, I mean, this, this like kills me to say this, but, um, just so this is just something that the Holy Spirit revealed to me in my study. Rachel lived her whole life chasing her fertility only to be killed by it in the end. And she finally realized in the end that she was chasing after her fertility. She was chasing after the children and she was not chasing God, the giver of life. She was chasing the thing and not that which created the thing. And if you read Rachel's story and you really study it, um, it's just like really profound. Like she was just not content. She was chasing. She was angry, giving ultimatums. She was jealous. She was taking control herself. And, um, 
Rachel just didn't realize her faults until it was too late because when her labor was at its hardest, the midwife said to her, don't be afraid, You've, you're bearing another son. And then it says, as her soul was departing, this is in Genesis 35, verse 17 and 18, as her soul was departing for she was dying, she called his name Ben-Oni, which could either mean son of my sorrow or son of my iniquity. And uh, it then follows up with saying that her father called called him Benjamin, which means son of my right hand. And so her father wanted to redeem um, that name. He didn't want Benjamin to live in this um, state of sorrow of like relishing and, you know, all of Rachel's sins and sorrowful, sorrowful life and choices that she made and chased. Um, but ultimately, that's that's how she handled it. And it's it's really sad. So um, so I want to just kind of share that story with you in general and then bring it back to of those things like, guys, we all go through this no matter what season of life we're in. But I want us to think through in your journey of wanting to have a baby. What is the thing that the Holy Spirit's like tapping on your shoulder and like, hey, 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 I need you to. I need you to submit that to me. I need you to give this to me. Okay. So when we look at Rachel's life, we see that she was wrestling with jealousy. So that's a very common thing that's going to pop up when you're invited to the Christmas party with the cousin, the baby cousins or the baby nephews or nieces or whatever. Um, is it anger? Like, are you angry that they were able to have a baby when it wasn't even hard for them or they didn't even plan for it? and they have the baby and they didn't even try, like they got pregnant the first time and you're over here just racking your brains and racking your head and you're just like, God, like I want a baby so bad and I'm gonna be such a good parent. Um, and you're angry, okay? So is it angry? Okay, so like if you're giving these ultimatums, um, like maybe you are invited to these places and you, again, tell your spouse, like, I don't think we can ever go to these things. We just need to have like extreme boundaries or maybe it's like, we always have to go, like no matter how much this hurts, like we have to go. So one way or the other, I'm not saying either is wrong, but I'm saying a caution, a caution should be taken at giving ultimatums. Are you trying to take control yourself? And this one I talk about with like a fine line. So in this case, um, Rachel, she was so bad at Jacob, right? She was like, give me children or I will die. She was mad, ultimatum, jealousy, all of it was wrapped up in that statement. And then she was like, here, just take my servant and sleep with her. That way you can have children kind of sort of through me, but not really. <laughs> so she definitely took control of herself. So, um, you know, I coach and I teach uh, my clients and, I, and I'm trying to encourage you guys to take control of a lot of things. So it's like, how do I not take control myself and yet, um, and do be responsible for my actions? So I think that's the key there is like, are you being responsible? You are now educated and you have knowledge in this thing. And the Lord has convicted you about this thing that you should do. And I don't know, like maybe you need to sleep more. Maybe you need to change the way you eat. Maybe you need to exercise more. Maybe you do need to start charting. Maybe you do need help from someone who really gets it. Um, so those things, like those are convictions and those are being responsible. But if you're just like, I am going to do every single thing that I can and I'm going to rip through the doors or we're, we're just going to, and I'm not condemning this at all. A lot of people are called to do this, but like, we're just going to do IUI. We're going to do IVF and we're going to make this happen. Like, okay, 
Does that sound like you're holding onto that or are you holding it up to God? That's the biggest thing. If you're presented with something that you could do, um, are you holding on to it tightly and you're trying to drive the wheel of the car? Or are you being like, okay, God, you're driving this bus. I'm taking my hands off. I think this is where we should go. But ultimately, it's up to you. Okay, so that's how you let go and you let God. Are you being discontent? Okay, so you are in the season where the Lord has not given you a child. And are you just feeling like grumbly and discontent and and just kind of mad and jealous and just being in this constant state of like wanting to have a baby. And guys, I have been there. Go listen to, I think it's the last episode that I did. Oh my gosh, I was like crying. <laughs> um, it was really hard and it's really, really hard to be in. But at the same time, God calls us to count our trials as joys. And he calls us to be content in all situations and in all circumstances, whether we're hungry or we're well-fed, whether we're rich or we're poor, whether we have much or we have little, like God has called us to be content in him, in Christ, in all circumstances. This is easier said than done, but if we submit this to the Lord, like that's ultimately what he wants us to do. He does not want us to be discontent. Um, are we focused on ourselves? So like when you go to that event, that Christmas party, are you just like thinking about yourself the whole darn time? When you get that invitation to that event, are you thinking about yourself the whole darn time? So it is this balance of knowing, like what I talked about at the beginning of, okay, uh, hey, if this is going to cause you a cortisol spike, you really want to think about that. And spiritually, are we being self-focused or are we being others focused? Because we are called to put others above ourselves. We are called to um, not be focused on ourselves. We are called to not be selfish. And at the same time, again, we are also called to be responsible and to use discernment. And so Rachel's life was really, really focused on herself. You go read through all of that. There's other things that happened that were pretty interesting. Um, but that's just something you, you want to ask yourself is like, is your heart and all of your mind and all of your emotions focused on yourself? Or do you genuinely have good thoughts and intentions and desires for the other people that you would be around at this event? And this is like so hard. Oh my gosh. So I want you to just like, I know that God is speaking to you about one big thing because the Lord is so good and that is how he grows us and how he matures us and refines us in our walk with him. He is, I know he is tugging on your heart about one of those things, about the jealousy, anger, ultimatums, taking control, being discontent or focused on yourself. I know that he is tugging on your heart on one of those things. And so um, when this episode finishes, I want you to not start another podcast, whatever else you listen to. <laughs> I, okay. I, I don't want you to like look at anything else on your phone. I just want you to stop this. And I want you to take a few minutes and just pray and be like, God, um, okay. I know that you're talking to me about this. And I know you're talking to me about this thing that Rachel deal, dealt with and how that's connecting with my heart towards this event that I've been invited to, or that I know I'm going to be going to or be a part of. So Lord, how do you want me to handle that? And we're asking God because in James 1, 5, it says, now, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault 
God is good. You might not even know what the right thing is to do, but knowledge is knowing the right thing and wisdom is knowing the right thing and acting on it. So you're asking God for wisdom. God, what is the right thing to do? And can you fill me with obedience to do that right thing? Okay. And I just want to encourage you guys in this time, I want to encourage you with some scripture that there is light at the end of the tunnel. God knows the plans he has for you and they won't fail you. The Lord will not fail you. And I'm not saying, I'm not guaranteeing or promising the Lord is going to give you a baby in this amount of time or whatever. I don't know. I don't know your story, but God knows your story. And God has said, um, he's got you. He's totally got you. And I want to encourage you with these things that in Proverbs 31, this woman says that she is clothed with strength and dignity. And I just pray that over you. God, let this woman who's listening be clothed with strength and dignity. Whether she has a child or not, she is clothed with strength and dignity. And God, let her laugh at the days to come. And I also want to encourage you at the end of Sarah's like good gravy gazillion year wait. It wasn't gazillion years. It might have been closer to 60 to 70 years of infertility. At the end, in Genesis 25, 21, Sarah said, God has brought me laughter and everyone who hears about this will laugh with me. And girlfriend, I just want to tell you at the end of this season, like God is going to bring you laughter and everyone who hears about this will laugh with you and rejoice with you for whatever that end looks like. And that is just something I want you to hang on to. And I want you to ask the Lord, Lord, fill me with such a confidence and such a strength and dignity that I can laugh at the days to come. Lord Jesus, I just pray that you would bless this episode and you would bless this woman listening to it and let her hit stop or pause as soon as this thing ends. And um, I just pray that she would have a moment with you from what stood out from the story of Rachel and what we learned from her. And I just pray that you would transform her heart to prepare her and clothe her with strength and dignity and wisdom for that particular event or gathering that she knows she's been invited to, or she knows she just is has to be a part of, or if she needs to set boundaries, whatever that is, God, I just pray that you would flood her with your discernment and your goodwill right now. In Jesus' name, we pray these things. Amen. Okay, girl, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, would you please take 30 seconds and leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts? Literally just pause this, scroll on down, click write a review, and I promise it'll take two seconds, well, maybe like 25 seconds, and it would bless me so much to see what you thought about this episode and to hear your feedback. And also, if you could share this in a quick text message to the friend or family member that you were thinking of while listening to this episode, that would be awesome. It just lights me up to know that this podcast is helping you and other people. And girl, I pray that your progesterone is awesome. I'll meet you back next Thursday for another episode. Have a blessed day.